has a team ever been as bad as Northern is and won three straight games they've played against the number one team in the country? <laughs> <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 24 of season three of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast presented by Tim Brown. No, by Tech Hockey Guide. That's what it is, right? Tech Hockey Guide. (laughs) I'm glad that that's the first time you've messed that up in how many years of doing this. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. And Rob Gillery. Hey, guys. Uh, This week, our special guest is Jack Hittinger, who covers the CCHA for USCHO. How's it going, Jack? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Too bad. This week, we've just wrapped up the first CCHA season since, uh, what, 2013. So we're going to talk about that, cover tech series with Minnesota State, and probably just talk generally about the CCHA season and the playoffs ahead. be kind of interesting to see who gets the Mason Cup for the first time since 2013 and the implications for tech and Mankato going forward. Uh, We'll talk about the Joe Show a little bit. I haven't seen any questions yet. Um, hopefully people actually saw those, but, um, we'll, uh, I don't know where today will go. I, I always think that this, you know, this one's one of those episodes where I feel like it could be short and then we'll probably go like two hours. <laughs> so, we don't have any curling on that we can get sidetracked with. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we could find something <laughs> if we wanted to Dustin. Okay. I'll start. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors and we'll be back chat about last week's games and the ccha in general fibke dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown rhinelander wisconsin home of the hodag look online at fibkedental.com or find them on facebook they do pain-free dentistry for kids adults people that went to great schools and people that ended up at northern michigan Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A-Tech.net. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, welcome back. Let's get right into things. Jack, uh, how long have you been covering... Uh, college hockey uh my first season in Bemidji I moved up here to Minnesota from Illinois where I was working at a small newspaper in central Illinois I moved up to Bemidji in 20 I think it was 2012 okay my first season so that was the last year of the old WCHA quite comfortably BSU's worst season I think (laughs) in the, the division one era and I came up here, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Division one hockey. And this is, they were utterly awful. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it maybe it was a combination of sort of hangover from those frozen four, sort of frozen four Matt Reed team. Maybe they, they just didn't refresh their team quite how they usually do. They just didn't have the recruits. Plus, like Minnesota and St. Cloud, both really good that year. North Dakota. It was just a kind of a combination of things that year. My friend, that was my first year. Um, 
I was like, oh, this is going to be weird. Well, it's 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 a lot easier to to win a couple games and get yourself to a frozen four than it is to survive the meat grinder that was the old WCHA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're in the college hockey America and you've got five other teams, basically, I think that yeah. made it a little easier for them. Not that, I mean, I think, I think the Beavers, especially, are the type of program that will play anybody anywhere, and they don't really care which program they're in if they're in with the big teams or not but i definitely think it's probably <laughs> it's probably an easier conference to get through when you're playing niagara and uh huntsville than when you're playing the gophers <laughs> um north dakota every every year um but they had a couple good seasons before that and when they joined the wcha so that's why it was kind of surprised i think everybody that they were so bad that year um but anyway i've been i've been covering the league since then uh, I moved down to the twin cities and sort of transitioned into another role, at the company that I'm in. So I don't cover the beavers anymore, but uh, I've been covering just general college hockey for four years still, even without covering a beat. Okay. Um, not that interesting to anybody, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> um, that's sort of my, my, my background with it. Gotcha. Uh, so now you've been doing that. You've been doing the column for uh, USCHO for a while. Yeah, I think I started that maybe the second year that I was on the beat because when they had the reorganization of the conferences, I know Matt Wellens, I think, was covering the CCHA, and maybe Matt Semich was covering the WCHA, and then they both left to cover the NCHC. <laughs> uh, so it was something like that there was there was yeah. there was some re- reorganizations and they had an opening so i know shane frederick was doing it at the time and the, he and uh todd both asked me if i could do it and it was sort of a supplement to my coverage of the pioneer so i jumped on it so i've been doing that for since then i, I don't know how long it's been probably nine eight nine years okay um so i, I like that because it gave me an excuse to call all the other coaches and keep up and not sort of be uber focused on the Beavers. I was able to sort of get perspective from all the coaches and talk to everybody, which I, I enjoyed. I was able to form some relationship relationships with some of the other coaches that I might not have uh, otherwise been able to. So kind of going through from the old WCHA to the revamp WCHA, so now the CCHA, what, what is your perception of how things have changed? Well, I obviously, I don't know. I, I feel like I wasn't sort of around during the quote unquote good old days. I mean, <laughs> I had the one, the one season, yeah. um, but it seemed kind of like at that point when I got to Bemidji, especially the, the fans in Bemidji, longtime fans, they were kind of tired of, I think, I think they were sort of, mad about being the cast offs like everybody else was. Um, but like I said, I think their program is such that they will play anybody and it doesn't really matter. Didn't really matter to them what conference they were in as long as they were in a conference kind of thing. Um, but I think I have noticed this, like the new CCHA just in terms of communications and everything. I know you guys have talked about it a little bit just with uh, Dom Lucia and uh, Dom has been night and day between maybe not night and day between the last two because I think Bill Robertson did a decent job, but especially that the first iteration with, with Bruce and some of those <laughs> other people that were involved, you could kind of tell that they were, they were the old regimes people and they didn't really have the relationships with all of the other programs in the conference. They were sort of more of the, with the new NCHD people, I guess that's, that's sort of who they, you could tell that's who they were um, more geared towards. So I know those, those first, those first couple seasons of the new WCHA with Bruce McLeod and some of the other people were just weird because it, it just, I guess it just didn't seem like everyone was on the same page. Um, Once they got Bill Robertson, I think it changed a little bit, but now I think with Lucia and Dom, it's been like, you can tell that all these, people are are passionate about not just like college hockey but about this eight specific schools that are in this league 
whereas I don't know if that's always necessarily been the case. Um, so that's, a, I think, uh, the most positive change that I've seen this this season. And even just, I don't know, communications with the league. I mean, Dom sent me an email on Christmas saying, hey, hey, Merry Christmas. Thanks for covering us. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like kind of a dumb thing, but I think it's a little touch that like, I don't know if that would have happened in, in previous leagues. I don't, I don't know if it happens in any, in any other leagues. I mean, well, I don't really know, but I'm guessing that the Big Ten commissioner doesn't send just just Myers emails about <laughs> uh, wishing him a Merry Christmas. Yeah, I know. I don't think the Big Ten does. They can't even get their standings right. So yeah, yeah. I I think it. I think it's interesting because I mean, you know, just us. You know, we're you know, we're just covering tech and we've gotten Don to come on twice, even though you guys only got to hear it one time. <laughs> we promised the other one was good. We, I think yeah, I remember you, but he, but he still came back, podcast. you know, like yeah. it's, uh, oh, that's good. You know, he still came back. We had a great time the second time and, and Dom's come on and Kevin, um, Langseth is always there to answer questions. I mean, last year, Bemidji was in it until the very end. Um, Two years ago, see, so yeah, now I'm going to have to go back. Bowling Green, Bowling Green has standings. been close a couple of years, but I don't know if they've ever really fought to the very yeah. end. Um, well, let's see here. I got it. I have it sorry. recorded <laughs> everywhere here. So let's see. Last year, last year it wasn't really close. The year before Bemidji was six point out, six points out at the end. I think I think they had to. The year before it wasn't really close. Okay, well maybe I'm. Wrong. The year before <laughs> that, Northern was six points out at the end, and the year before that, Bemidji won. Okay. And then the year before that, Tech and Minnesota State tied. So I guess it hasn't been super close. No, it. I mean, yeah, all the years are running together. Maybe that's why I'm just kind of thinking about that. Um, how, how many points was it last year? I'm trying to go back and look. But... I got thirty nine to twenty seven because they only played fourteen games last year. Okay. So yeah, I guess I don't know. I guess that changes things. I was, I was, I guess I was thinking last year was the year before. That's my brain's all <laughs> fried from. Uh, well, it's hard to so, it's hard to put much effort into what happened last year as being like valuable. Yes, they won, but it was a weird year and weird schedule, and that's yeah. true. I think it's. I think it's better. I mean, it's. I don't think it's great. They're winning five years in a row or whatever it is now, I think it's, I think what's better sign is that the CCHA is getting, well, I don't know if that'll happen this year, depending, but more than one team in, uh, in the NCAA tournament, I think is a better sign of the health of the league than um, necessarily the fact that Mankato is winning every year. I know there were, there were one or two years there where it was just the tournament champion that got in and the old WCHA and my, my, right there was like the maybe the first two years there was only um, one, one bid so yeah last year we got three two years ago we got one or would have gotten one maybe two uh we haven't had one bid since 2017 okay yeah there have been a couple of years that have been one i think yeah but... But well, I think yeah, I think 2016 and 2017 we had one. Every other year we've had two, but most of the time that two only got in because they won the tournament because Minnesota State kind of laid an egg yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Well, Tech upset them the one year to, yep. to get in. Yeah. I was just thinking too, just how strange it was. The year that Bemidji won, they won the McNaughton Cup and they didn't get a bit to the tournament. It was one of those weird years where they. I think they lost all their non-conference games. Yeah, still well, the whole conference. conference was, and bad. that was, like, I think, one of the bad years. And yeah, I think they got that, upset. Somebody yeah, upset tech, them in playoffs. Tech. Tech did oh, yeah, that one. Right. Well, didn't okay. Tech do that once too? What's that? When the year that they tied, 
Mankato for the McNaughton Cup, they didn't make the tournament. Yeah, neither of them did. Ferris State did. Right. Yeah. That was the yeah, because Ferris won the conference tournament when uh Ferris right. beat Tech in the game that uh Musso fell and uh-huh. yeah. So yeah, that was a weird year too. So like two years in a row were kind of weird for the like the the conference where nobody really uh made it. Like Michigan Tech finished sixteenth in the pairwise that year, when won the McNaughton, lost in the semifinal. And didn't right. make it, but yeah. those are those are years that we were getting decimated in non-conference. Non-com- yeah, and we just there's nothing. Once you yeah. do, that happens, you you just can't fight back against it. Nope, because we got we basically had three teams in the top. Well, we got four. No, three teams in the top thirty of pairwise. Next year was like the year Bemidji State won the top three teams in pairwise for the conference were Minnesota, uh, Michigan Tech, Minnesota State, and Bemidji, and they were 27, 28, and 29. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got bored That's and rough. went back and, and made this lovely spreadsheet. <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, I guess on the one hand, it's not great that Mankato is winning all the time, but on the other hand, I guess it's good that there at go. this point, it seems like we have more, I mean, Mankato the past five years has been all right, you know that they're going to make the tournament. You're not, you don't have three teams that are in the twenties in, in pairwise anymore. You've got at least two that are, that are in conversation to be in. Um, I think this year, probably a lot of the teams that were maybe in conversation for that, that, that third team had a bad second half of the season. I mean, it's just thinking about Bemidji and Northern and Lake state all sort of took a nosedive a little bit after Christmas. Um, so I think at one point, at one point, one point in December, I remember looking at the pairwise and thinking, oh, this is going to be, we might have three teams again. Um, Cause I remember Bemidji and Northern were both sort of on the bubble and then they both just, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think it was right after Northern swept Duluth and Bemidji had a really good series uh, that, that, that week too. And I remember thinking they're both in the, in the like, high teens basically in the pairwise. I'm like, Oh, this is, is going to be good. We're going to have a, a couple teams. And then obviously uh, Northern couldn't really figure out what to do after they beat the number one team in the country. Um, yeah, like Northern did such Bemidji a good job just non-conference. Or then just two, yeah. Figure well, it out. Has a team ever been as bad as Northern is and won three straight games they've played against the number one team in the country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I don't know how that happened. That just doesn't make any sense to me, but <laughs> And I'm, but I'm completely okay with that. Our pairwise <laughs> certainly thanks them. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. But yeah, that, I, that's a that's a thing. I th- I think with the new CCHA, I think we're gonna. I guess the teams need to take care of business non-conference. I think is probably the most important thing. And I mean, for the most part, did a decent job this year. Um, it would probably help if we could keep that. They could keep that consistency and have more teams winning non-conference games. Um, yeah, it but, needs to keep improving. Yeah, but I, I I think we're in decent shape in the fact that we're talking about all, all these teams have a better shots of being in the conversation mm-hmm. in a large bit. I think it's much better than the situation was the start of the new new WCHA, I guess. Yeah, that's my my long winded answer. <laughs> Sorry about those tangents there. But no, I think it's fine. Um, tangents are what we do. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we, we live and die by those. And I, and I and I know we said before, Dustin. Like the the nicest thing I think too is like feeling like this conference is like St. Thomas was always going to struggle, but Ferris State has improved i i wish they could have found a way to do a little better non-conference and hang on to some of those yeah. leads they had but, but it feels like they've but they, it's they've been improving throughout the year right i mean yep. it yep. took ferris a little while to to kind of find themselves and they've shown you know, lately that they're not a bad team it's unfortunate that non-conference games come at the start of the year and they they're you know they're kind of behind at the beginning but it, yeah, the, the point that we were trying to make you know, a few episodes ago was, you know, top to bottom, other than St. Thomas, the, the league is better. I mean, Ferris, Ferris's second 
you know, second to last in the league and they are significantly better than they were last year. Yeah. And I, th- I think if you go, you know, one through seven in the league, you know, at every team is, is better than they were the year before. Yeah. Just looking, Ferris has a better non-conference record than Bemidji does, but I think they weren't playing as difficult non-conference schedule. That's just one of the kind of one of the things. Yeah, that's one of the things that sort of hurts the Beavers usually is that they're they play North Dakota and Duluth every year, so that always can always be North Dakota, Duluth, and St. Cloud. That makes for a tough going. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, every once in a while, it's weird. I think there were there was one season where, like the season they won the the McDonald, I think they lost all those games to all three of those teams, (laughs) um, and weren't very good in the the pairwise. And then I think the next year they finished fifth or something like that, and they beat North Dakota. I think they swept North Dakota that year, and like split with Duluth. And I'm just like. Mm Why this is just like <laughs> yeah the, the worst planned sweep of North Dakota in, in a, history. A, a pretty dang good team, you know. <clears throat> most years could get swept by Duluth and North Dakota. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't you don't have to be a bad team to pull off sweep, you know, getting swept by those guys. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we got questions galore today. Let me find this. Oh man. One. Are they, are they just appearing now or what? Yeah, I asked in Discord, and apparently that sparked some interest. Uh, Going into the playoffs, who do, who do we see as a dark horse capable of pulling off a big upset? And who do you see as a favorite? Uh, or who? So basically, who's the home team you think is likely to most likely to lose this weekend? And who do you think is like the most likely dark horse? This is more about a matchup, but how about who's the biggest dark horse to win the tournament? Mm. Well, it's tough because those those uh, middle teams, I think, are all pretty equal, and that's really hard to pick between all of like those the, the four five and the three six. I think are all pretty pretty even. I I think any of them could win and beat any of them because I just think they're going to beat up on each other. Yeah. So the, the Bemidji, Bowling Green, and Lake Superior, Northern Michigan, I feel like any of those teams that wins that series could win two more games and win the tournament, I, I think. I, I just think, you know, especially in a one-game scenario in the semifinals. Yeah, um, definitely. I think I will, so it's hard to pick one specific one, for me anyway. I'll um, just say that I'm happy that we got matchups that led it to be one or two central and two eastern time zones, so we can kind of watch all of them. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to run out that. of screens. I am going to run out of screens this weekend. <laughs> Let's see what I end up doing. So, but yeah, that's nice. I, 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 I am honestly worried about this weekend for Tech because I, I mean, like I said, I think Ferris is better than a seven seed normally is. Like, I, I think. If you go into a series, if, if Tech goes into this series against Ferris and isn't ready to go, they they get beat. I, I'm very thankful that we played them very recently. And we played them poorly recently because yeah. I hope lessons have been learned there. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you, and we get them at home. We're not playing in getting at home. It, it helps. Yeah. And, and, and I do think, <laughs> yeah, I do think Tech, Tech will win, but. It's yeah. it's not a series that I mean you cannot let your guard down right. at all against a team. No, like that. and and the other problem for Tech is winning in three doesn't do us any pairwise favors. So that's, no, that's like, a dangerous. Series like it for helps that. us very much to like stay alive, but like all the points we lose by going two and one probably take the conference championship to recover, which we'd get in anyway. But like. To not fall further in the pairwise, they need to sweep, and they could still like I they could still fall this weekend even with sweep. If Ohio State sweeps Penn State, they are jumping us no matter what we do. I didn't actually have time to listen to it yet, but I usually listen to the you know, USCHO and CHN podcast too, just to get a kind of general feel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the fact that their bottom bubble there uh, and the USCHO one is. Um, What's the outlook for the teams in the pairwise bubble? And guess who's not in the pairwise bubble, according to them? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I did listen to that today. And they did, I, I was 
kind of expecting to see if they would talk about tech and they didn't. So nope, they don't, don't consider if, us on the bubble. So is I that think a good Jimmy, thing? Is that a bad I think thing? that's a good thing. I mean, they talk yeah. a little bit about it. I think Jimmy is math. I, I think he thinks that you guys are pretty safe. Yeah, I, mean, I, think I wish I had a better lose to Ferris. Maybe that's not true, but I think I if you guys had... <laughs> right. I wish my old calculator would work, but I don't have the time or energy to figure out how to incorporate the overtime rules now into the spreadsheet I used to have because the the CHN calculator thing is great, but I have no idea how to plug in a third game and I have no idea how to plug in, you know, beating Bemidji next weekend or losing to Bemidji next weekend and seeing how that affects things. Um, and obviously it's all in a vacuum because I'm not going to predict everything else, but like their Monte Carlo projections on CHN say we're 88% in. So yeah. And that matrix. Yeah. So quick, and that, quick question. Yeah. You, you mentioned, you mentioned playing Bemidji. If we get past Ferris, it, do we know for sure? It is, is it, is there, is it a, set bracket or are no, they it's, re- it's it's reseeded it's reseeded it's reseeded it's reseeded okay. yep. yep yep so we yeah, play it's, it's definitely reseed so we play Bemidji Lake State or Northern unless St. Thomas pulls off the miracle of all miracles <laughs> <laughs> my man Kato do it for the league <laughs> that doesn't really help St. Thomas can't get in anyway no, but it makes oh, sure yeah, one of that. us one of us. So gets if, if St. Thomas doesn't get in, what are the where does the auto bid go? Does it go to the regular season and then we don't worry? Or, it's up to the league, it, I believe. So yeah, I what's I wonder what the criteria is. Or, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to whoever they beat in the championship. Yeah, I, I think I think it's up to the league to determine. Sure. Yeah. I love seeing the Monte Carlo. I just wish um I wish Tyler would find some time to fix our pairwise predictor so we could fiddle with it more what um, i want back more than anything is the jim doll graphs of probability for each team and where they will finish those things were ridiculously awesome to look at yeah yeah well anyway so yeah i mean michigan tech is currently 12th and they're predicted to um make the tournament most of the time and i what did i put that in our in our chat right or was it in discord where I put the percentages out there of seeds. Yeah, yeah I didn't so, see it, so it must have been Discord. We're, the, the big heavy band is 11, 12, 11, 12, 13. Well, but that's, 13, that's kinda, 13's a different line. That's what I was looking at. Yeah, the, the, the big band of probability goes 18, 22, 19, 14 for, the, for 11 through 14. So Where the hell did there, I there's that? a there's a pretty decent chance that we're a three seed, but there's also pretty decent chance we're a four seed as well you know obviously that three seed would be nice <laughs> so, well i don't know just get so in just get in yeah for like, sure just get in. i don't have for sure but i don't have any problem being the highest four seed because you're going to have to go through a you know good teams it doesn't matter it yeah, doesn't matter no, if you're playing the first game or playing the second game you're going to go through good teams sure and fours every year fours upset ones that's true. every oh, year that's one of the fun things about the hockey tournament versus the others is that that I, that the, does the one thing I did time. find surprising is their Monte Carlo says we have a 2.4% chance of being a two seed yet. That surprises me. That probably, like, that means like we a, beat Mankato. Yeah, that means we, <laughs> I'm guessing all of that 2.4% is winning the conference tournament. Yeah, I yeah. got to imagine that's winning all the things. Because <laughs> we've got, it says we have a 22% chance of winning the tournament. Yeah, I see that with the auto qualifier there. Yeah. yeah, which is and they've got Minnesota State at sixty. That seems artificially. That seems artificially high. I mean, I feel like there's a ninety-eight percent chance that Mankato wins the tournament. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, but I we've gotta, said that for I years. Think they, they, yeah, I don't know. Unless they, 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 they elimination. Unless they have, end up having to play Northern at some point. <laughs> the the one game elimination, like Jack just said, plus the fact that. How often does a team win, you know, five out of five meeting meetups with another team? And we've played them close in a ton of games, right? Well, so every game's I, been close, yeah. Yeah, they've all been really, really good games, one goal, empty net, or overtime games. So, you know, they, they it's not like we've had previous years where, you know, we've been run out of Mankato or they feel like they just dominate us. That hasn't really happened. No, it hasn't. But it and, also, all, don't you have, also have the feeling after four games against Mankato that we just can't 
close, right? It, 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 no, I, I'm it, taking I'm taking the cup as half full instead of the cup as half empty. That's, that's good for you. I, I, yeah. I, I, I said <laughs> it on Discord. Like the most frustrating thing about this team is I know they can play with anybody. I'm just not sure they can actually finish a game and win against anybody because yeah. they haven't done it. Like they tied Michigan with a depleted Michigan roster. They've played Mankato close. They've scored first in three of those four games and could not get that separation when they had the chances. Their power play does not look good against Minnesota State. No, I did not at all. They did look really good with the, the extra attacker on Saturday night, I thought. But, like, yep. the power play has not really looked that good. And it's, and it's always just felt like, well, and then they played Notre Dame close for 50 or 65 or 64 minutes and 54 seconds or whatever the hell it was. I was just thinking about, obviously, you guys' non-conference record. I think almost all the teams, even uh, not Wisconsin, <laughs> never mind. But, like, Notre Dame, Clarkson, Michigan, I guess not Michigan State either, but um, how much does them doing well help your pair, pairwise uh, a, case, a I guess? Does, it, does it help so you hard. for them? To, for them to keep winning or i i never really understand that but i'm also not a math guy so <laughs> yeah well it helps us from like clarkson clarkson notre dame and um well minnesota state to some extent because we have two overtime losses um they all help us from a quality win bonus perspective but we've already got that like the only one that really I mean, I guess if Notre Dame moves up more, Clarkson moves up more, but we don't necessarily want Clarkson to move up more because then they might yeah. be the reason we don't get in. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I would think if Clarkson moves up more, they're knocking off other Eastern schools and we're not getting hit there ourselves. Uh, if, if you'd have told me going into the conference tournament, we'd be the number two seed and 88% chance of making a tournament at the beginning of the year, I would have been pretty happy. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sad by this season. It's it's just <laughs> it's just disappoint disappointing because you know the last three to four weeks it's been it 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 felt three four three weeks ago that we were in a position that hey we could fight we could be a two seed you know we could be in that five to six to seven range if if we finish the season right yeah and I think we were very hopeful at that point so yes it's great that we're in the you know, 88% that were in the tournament at this point. I'm not going to complain about that, but no. it just feels like it was a missed opportunity. It could have been so oh, totally. much better. We, we've we definitely left some, some points on the table that were very frustrating and have put us below the guaranteed line at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to not be frustrated with that, uh, especially uh, like looking back, you really wonder – how much different this last month last month would have gone if if Northern hadn't had a COVID issue and we had played a more normal schedule and didn't have to compact our schedule to accommodate those games. I I think that had a big impact in it. I, I think I that think had a big too. impact in the St. Thomas series and the Bowling Green series, and yeah. it might have even bled into Ferris. I mean, I think so because it put a lot. On on the because because Joe's counting on a smaller group than he'd probably like to be, and and uh, pushing them really hard and obviously like, from the beginning of that whole situation, I said the game most likely to be impacted was Saturday of Carnival, and that was by far the worst game they played out of the whole series. Right. And some and somehow it didn't affect anything with the Northern series. We just decided to wipe the floor with them on the Tuesday games. So yeah. I can't I can't see how it affected every game except for the Northern games. But yeah, but I'm okay with that because it was Northern. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's all the questions we got. Dustin, did you do trivia or call it fantasy college hockey? And we can have Jack pick for Matt. I didn't. Nope, I didn't do it this week. I kind of figured. Um, end of the regular season that it's i think season's over for fantasy okay so i can go through the the final standings if you would like okay um so for last week tim you were right mckay was the right pick um i i think 
that was, you know, like we talked about, I think that was, if you really looked at the numbers, that was the obvious pick. You ended up with eight points. He didn't get any shutouts, so you didn't really run away with anything. I'm okay with uh, that since I was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I finished the week with five points. And yeah, I was kind of annoyed to see like two of the three goals were, or two of the four goals were scored by Nathan Smith and he assisted on another one, didn't he? Yep. He had an assist and a goal on Friday and a goal on Saturday. Yeah. Matt got three points from Hallinan. Rob got one from Bliss and the ghost was shut out. Well, that's nice. So, final standings. I took first place with 61 overall points. Tim had 53. Rob with 43. Matt with 29. Just squeaking ahead of the ghost with 24. <laughs> 24. Okay. So he did make final jeopardy. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah, he made it. All right. It was looking pretty rough for him after about three weeks, three or four weeks when he was like negative seven points. <laughs> yeah. You guys gonna pick all the series? I guess I, I don't know. That's that's what you guys do, or we we have we don't usually do all of them. But I think now that we're in the playoffs, oh, the playoffs I, I don't do think, that. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking I for the playoffs. Let's yeah, do let's playoff yeah. predictions. Well, let's do it. We can we can start. There's four of us, so if one of us starts for each series, we can each get a uh, first pick. Don't yeah. feel like you're following the herd. Oh, can I go first? Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> you're gonna pick first in the Minnesota State uh, St. Thomas series. Yeah, I'll take Mankato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh in no, two or three jinx jinx yeah in two. <laughs> in two in two all right so uh all right uh rob michigan yeah. tech saint uh ferris state oh well, should we finish up the mankato series or we're gonna do we need to finish it up i assume everybody no, thinks I, it's in does two. anybody does anybody think it's a three i think is the way to start that off um i, yeah, I don't we, think so how about, how about we ask how many shutouts Dryden mckay gets yeah yeah, yeah minnesota state and two. minnesota state and two with two shutouts two, two. Uh, i think he only gets one shutout does, st does, thomas will get at least does, a goal does does mankato go seven for ten on the power play either night yeah right patting <laughs> their stats a la st cloud state yeah Oh, okay, so we'll jump on the tech series. I, I will go tech into, but it's going to be tight and close on on the on the first night. Yeah. I think they know they have to sweep to to keep the pairwise happy, and yeah, I, I think, think they they show up. Yeah, I couldn't even figure out how to get the calculator to to make a third game to to uh, figure <laughs> I, that out. We listened to the Joe show uh, driving back because we we drove back today from. Old- did he mention whether Missyak will be good to go on Friday or not? Do you know, I don't think he mentioned it either way. He said he's, I don't think it was called out either he, way. He said he's hoping to have him back, and apparently, Bretzman also got hurt on Saturday. At well, some Bretzman point, was fil- Bretzman was filling up at Sumi on Monday. He's going to be fine. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so he was he was in there while we were eating breakfast too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I finished my panakaku today. I bought yeah. two of them two of them yesterday. Ate like a half a for breakfast and half on the ride home, and then a whole whole one throughout the course of today. <laughs> I got a loaf loaf of nisu that I brought home, nisu that I brought home to eat, so I'm good uh, for a bit too. We're a, we're on a tangent, guys. Yeah, sorry, nothing sorry. wrong with yeah. that. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, I will take uh, tech and two as well because I feel like they're yeah. If they come out and play at all like they did this last weekend, I feel like they'll they'll find a way to win those games. And it's at home. They've had the struggle with Ferris recently. I it's fresh in their minds. I don't think they'll have a let up. I think they'll do what they need to do. Jack, I wanted to say three just to be a contrarian, but I think <laughs> them being at home is uh, helpful to them because I, I was looking back because I couldn't remember what the scores were when they played them in Houghton, and it was they scored six goals on them each night. Well, the, the first, night they, were, the first F- night they were down three or four nothing. The first night was yeah, the three <laughs> nothing was the start. I must have forgotten that about that, that. But our Discord was about to burn down the entire McGinnis at that point. There was there was some bitter. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. maybe I don't think I, maybe I didn't watch that game, but I just remembered the score. But I think it'll be two. Just you you guys convinced me that uh, they know what they need to do <laughs> sweep, and I I just think I think selfishly it would be more interesting if Tech wins more that they can to have more CCHA teams 
in the NCAA tournament. So I won it. Yeah. <laughs> Not supposed to root technically, but I think it's more interesting uh, if it does happen. So Tekken 2. I'm say, I'm going to say Tekken 3 because I, <laughs> I think, like I said last week, they're going to, it's just inevitable that it's going to come down to the end. And I think we're going to get in, but we're going to sweat every minute of it. My, my long, my hope is rather than sweating any minute of it, we, we go through and win a bunch of stuff. And then oh, that's my hope. Yes. I, I hope that too. I just, um, you know, what I, what I wouldn't mind from a CCHA perspective is us getting to the final against someone other than Minnesota state. <laughs> Well, that would be nice, yes. But I, <laughs> and then, and this is this this sounds terrible. But from a CCHA perspective, us losing <laughs> to somebody in the final and having oh three God. CCHA teams in the in the tournament, I don't want that. Them to would lose. Not... What if that's what if it's Northern we have to lose to? No, 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 can't do that. <laughs> this is your no. trolley problem. I'm running the no, kids. We over. can't. We can't. <laughs> I I can't agree with you there. Rob, I just can't. Like, just, I know it would I want, be interesting. I, I don't I, want it to happen, Tim. I don't want it to happen. I know. I know. Because because I think Dustin's right. Like I think the I think the clearest path to Michigan Tech winning the tournament is Tech, Mankato, Bemidji, and Northern winning. Is Northern's and Northern playing? Northern Mankato can take them down because they that style they play works against better against them like joe it's talked weird about that today we, it's it's we all play about such this. a similar style tech and, and, and mankato play such a similar style yet northern seems to do well against mankato and we seem to crush northern yeah. what what's the difference i don't maybe it's just me not knowing the x's and o's well enough there i to think know. well i think it's more a matter of like the like is the intangible rivalry just we need to completely and totally kick their ass? The, no, the rivalries, rivalries are supposed to make it more even, not more <laughs> lopsided. I think I think some of it is just well, yeah. I think some of it is the whole uh, like for whatever reason, Tech has done a better job in those games of preventing uh, Northern from playing their style. Like for whatever yeah, reason, for sure. they have just done a really good job of clogging transition and and uh and i don't know if it's just that mankato played a little too aggressive i know some of it was like mckay missed one of those games right hey i remember it was hurt or it was out with covid maybe yeah yeah i'm not sure um so but yeah i do feel like that is that is the path i thought it was one of the lake state games he missed yeah i might be wrong all right, so next one down the list is uh, Bemidji and Bowling Green. Is the Bemidji Bowling Green series? Can you make me go first on this one. Yeah, you'd be the next one. Uh, Bemidji in three, I guess. I don't really know what to think. I mean, we only saw Bowling Green twice. Um, and like, Jack said earlier the all four of those teams that are left to talk about are all pretty similar even though there's you know nine points between Bemidji and and Bowling Green this year but I mean there's only nine points between the four of them and there's 12 between Tech and Bemidji and 13 between <laughs> Michigan Tech and Mankato I mean really though in theory Northern Michigan Northern had a chance to be third if they would have swept and Bemidji would have gotten swept on the last weekend. So I think that nine points is not as that's true. Like if you look at how the how it checked out, like no, there was a lot or, to like, be decided could have happened if it would have been St. Thomas. Yeah. yeah. So I think I, I just think they're all kind mm-hmm. of toss up, but I feel like I don't know. I would say I guess I'll have to say Bemidji and three just because they're at home, because they're not a slater. Um with I know they always talk about how weird that rank is in Bowling Green um, and the weird things happen there but uh, I don't know I, I, I feel like head to head they're pretty evenly matched so it'll probably come down to overtime in three games <laughs> no I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Bemidji in three with an overtime in there somewhere I'm gonna just I'll go I'll be quick I'm gonna I say Bemidji sweeps that's quick <laughs> <laughs> 
the last one, I guess I'll take Lake State in three. I'm not convinced about that one either, but I think they won three of three or four against Northern, and I think a couple of those were really big wins too. So actually, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Lake State sweeps. Change change my mind on the fly. <laughs> uh, I will say Northern wins in three. I have a hard time believing that this first round is going to go chalk. So I feel like I have to take Northern. <laughs> um, and just to be different, I guess I'll take Northern sweeping. I, I'm going to jump on the chalk train because Lake State has just crushed Northern twice this year, three times this year, right? Mm-hmm. They, With the exception of the last game, they haven't even been close. I don't know what's going on there, but they've beat the crap out of them. So I'm uh, I'm hoping that continues. <laughs> I won't be sad to see. Them I don't lose know. That. I don't man. I don't know, man. A, a CCHA championship game at McGinnis versus Northern would be. Oh, don't get me wrong. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I I intend on going home. But, going home if it's if it's in, at home, and, and honestly, if it's in Mankato and we're playing, I'll probably go to that too. Yeah. I can waste a Saturday to drive all the way across Wisconsin and then stare at some more corn in Minnesota for a little bit. All right. I have to interrupt <laughs> right now to shout out the fact that Marvin Wilson, who's actually goes by, a, uh, that's his, that's his stage name or his, his tech hockey guide name. I met him at the, at the game on uh, Friday night, actually. He just edited his pledge. We now have two $25 pledges. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, thank you, Marvin, for supporting the podcast. Um, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I hope we don't disappoint you. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants the jersey discounts, I think. <laughs> uh, we can just take a break. Jack, yeah. thanks for joining us. We appreciate you coming on. You don't need to hang around for the, the Joe Sean hour part. Since, uh, yeah, it, does, more it doesn't mess up the recording. <laughs> so. If you bounce, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. Yep, thank you. Yeah, thanks yeah. again, Jack. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Later. I guess all we have left is the Joe show, right? I, I, I did catch the one good Joeism from today. What was that? That Ooh, uh, if he... If the player was in an ocean, he couldn't hit the ocean if he was given a puck. <laughs> I missed that one. I don't know what he could be he could be standing in the ocean and not hit the ocean with the puck. I think it was something like that. Yeah. Okay. Joe's mind is somewhere south, apparently. He's not looking at a broad side of the barn to, on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. But no, maybe he just that... maybe he just watched Castaway or something. <laughs> <laughs> I did like his answers in terms of the refing. I thought that was a good one. He kind of was asked about the the Swire boarding and and what happened, and he did a really good job of not going into what was explained. Right? He he did. Uh... He basically said we got an explanation, and that's that. Yeah, the I, I he did a really good job of explaining it without. You could really tell between his post-game interview this week and hit the Joe show this week how much he's matured in talking to the media. I want to know if Joe's transcript shows that he's taken like one or two classes that involve like you know speaking <laughs> <laughs> over the last couple of couple of years because it's I, it's night I mean, and day. I don't I don't it's I, a much no, I that's I'm joking. I'm being facetious. I know you're joking, but, but yeah. I I think he's just great learning to see the that, line. Right. Well, yeah, and it's it's good to see that he's coming across in a much more palatable way. <laughs> I I think it's an experience and intelligence of 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 the position, right? It's experience, right? It's yeah. Because he could have easily experienced like, like two years ago. He's likely accidentally throwing Sawyer under the bus, right? The way he talks about that. And now he's basically saying it is what either, it is, and I can't do anything about what happened. It's it's either he's throwing Sawyer, and that's the thing, the way he answered it, you don't know whether it was Sawyer that was at fault or, or the did ref. the refs come and apologize to Sawyer for calling something that shouldn't have been called. Yeah. You can't tell with the way he did that when no. he answered it, which I think 
you know, a lot of us like the blunt honesty sometimes of Joe, but it also can come across harsh sometimes, which maybe you don't want to see. It's it, it, it's, it's the the art of walking that line, right? All the best coaches that have to talk to all the best coaches that have to talk to media, you know, at higher levels than what Joe's at, they all are able to do that, right? They they don't give away too much. They give away just yep. enough and and still answer the question. It's it's and it's it's just it's experience, you know. Yep. No, and I'm glad to see that uh, it's it's definitely you know because it's it's his first D1 head coaching role, right? He's growing in that role. It's not it's not like yeah, you know he he was you know heads come from somewhere where that was already a, a thing he was doing, right? So. It, yeah. it uh, it's him growing into the role as well, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mm-hmm. I I think it's better, you know. Um. Uh, Saturday, I think Joe got asked by Daver Karnowski about um what happened on the power play that gave Mankato the lead, and he basically said, "I saw what you saw," and that was the end of it. Instead of like going into detail of like who screwed up coverage or whatever. He right. just said, you saw as good as I did. You know what happened. Like, we don't need to talk about it. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw my players under the bus. They made a mistake and Mankato co- finished, you know, that's all it is. And, um, and you know what? It's, it's a credit to Joe as a whole that pretty much everything that we have complained about, with Joe over the last couple of years on the podcast, we have seen it pretty huge improvements on. Yeah. Yeah. It, for it, sure. It, he, it's important, you know, just as important for coaches as it is for players to develop over time. And Joe is becoming a better coach over time. And I think it's obvious that, and we can see that. Yeah. He's it's, definitely growing into what's required of a modern coach. I think so too. Yeah. Um, because it's so much more public than it was when he coached at the Sioux that it's so much easier for, you know, somebody like Chris Dilks to take what Joe says and run with it. And suddenly it's all over the internet versus uh, right. back then he, if he said something on the radio show, there's no recording of it for anybody to ever hear it again. And it's just word of mouth. Whereas now, you can chop up that sound bite and pass it around a hundred times and anybody can hear it. And suddenly you've got, you know, 20,000 hits on Twitter or whatever. So yep. it's, it's a lot easier for that stuff to blow up in his face and get back to the player. And he can't argue it because it's recorded. Um, so I, I definitely see it that I see it from, I think the program has definitely benefited from Jamie Phillips being around and and taking that the the goalie coach role off of Joe's shoulders and removing it and it's not so much being removed from Joe it's being removed from the head coach itself to to be able to create that trust with with uh with your players that it's not not everything that happens practicing for the goalies needs to go back to the head coach verbatim you know there's there's a little more trust yeah. and opportunity to be honest and and work through that stuff. I think that's been a big thing. I agree. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like the Joe show was good. I thought today, um, he did quote her Brooks about something. I forget what it was. Uh, that was the, you know, they may be the better oh, team. Nine they may win nine out of 10, ten gonna but win. we're going to win today. Well, let's make tonight today the one <laughs> or yeah, whatever well, it let's is. Let's make, yeah. let's make about three weeks from now the one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. No, I'm I'm cool with meeting them somewhere in the NCAs, making that the one. <laughs> Tech just needs to win eight no. more games, right? Eight more games. Yep. Hey, we've got on bigger streaks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I, you know, if we had to, you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but if you if you sat down at the beginning of the year and said this is where we'd be, I, I don't know if I'd be if I'd be as positive as where we are when we started the year off this year, right? There was a lot up in the air. Home ice was kind of the needed to happen. Well, we went into nearly the last weekend with the possibility of actually winning the McNaughton, you know, three, three games away of, of, of being in that spot. So well, I, kudos to Joe for actually accomplishing what 
we pretty much said he needed to do to this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of struggles and a lot of issues and they still found a way to be clearly sunk it in a conference where they should have been clearly sunk it. Yep. And they almost pulled off what I wanted, which was the last weekend having the McNaughton cup in town. Yeah. Yeah. They almost did that. Um, yeah, so despite all the struggles that they've had this year of finishing games, and we can all agree that all those overtime games hurt them in having a chance at the McNaughton Cup because Minnesota State, I mean, I don't even know. Let me go look quick at the standings again because what was Minnesota State's record in overtime? Did they not show there? They were 2-0 and in overtime. So they only went to overtime with us. Oh, no. They did have one other overtime. They've they're three and zero in overtime overall, and 30, 31 and five on the season. I don't know. I think that's all we need to say. Anything else? Nothing for me. No, I think that's good. I'm looking forward to watching a couple of games this weekend only. I want to see three games with Deck in it. <laughs> One minute remaining in the podcast. That's a very old outro. Like two years old. Well, let's just read it and see if anybody notices. <laughs> uh, no, that's all right. Uh, well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash Guide. Uh, We actually have merged Patreon to the Tech Hockey Guide website. If you were awake at like 11 o'clock Friday night, you you learned that the hard way on Uh, Twitter. (laughs) Some of of the tweets were pretty – there was some fun on Twitter with that. (laughs) My favorite part about all of that is we actually gained followers. Oh, really? (laughs) I think one of the the, uh, um, Omaha fans saw the – one of the other Omaha fans – retweet the omapod episode oh, okay of the, of the podcast <laughs> sure. and uh and uh and he followed us for that i think so that was kind of funny i got a kick out of that uh patrons at the white level or above get access to quarterly zoom chats with guests like john scott joe sean brad patterson cam ellsworth and more plus early access to instat heavy analytical articles which should be coming out this week i think uh, patrons at the black level above receive uh, extra podcast content including any, including extended versions of every podcast patrons at the gold level or above uh, receive access to the unfiltered YouTube video of our podcast each, each week and we now have two patrons at our silver level I believe I called it uh, which is $25 a month and uh, that's basically just a giant thank you um, because you get the unfiltered audio, which I usually am going to try and publish now on Monday nights after the episode, um, plus discounts on Jersey sales and that kind of stuff. So uh, beyond that, follow us on Twitter at Chasing Mac Pod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Uh, going forward, I think we'll actually have posts on the regular Tech Hockey Guide site for you guys who uh, can post there. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't uh, afford to become a patron, please go give us a review, rate us five stars, help us out. That'll really help go a long way on Apple Podcasts. If you do that, Dustin will read the review, uh, no matter what it has to say. So let's get some more reviews. I haven't seen one in a while. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental and Rhinelander and Livonia Technical Services, right? Did I get that right? Livonia Technical Services. Yeah, they, uh, they've been added to the podcast commercials now. I put them, I added them to every podcast since January. Um, and then they'll be on this one for you guys. As always, special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint, Doc McRezen, for his generous donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. And finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com. I'm excited to only have 118 minutes to edit.
You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA.